Hello and welcome to another episode of the DH Effect. I'm Hillary and I'm joined by my lovely co-host Sonia. And you know, Sonia, every superhero, they have their origin story that stems from a decided heart moment. And most of the times these stories, you know, they're, they're born from trauma that has then been turned into service. Our guest today, Queen Bee, Heather Donatini, is one of our absolute favorite, favorite superheroes. You know, after losing her, her three-day-old little girl, Corinne, and later her four-and-a-half-year-old son, Jaren, to a rare form of pediatric cancer, instead of turning in and shutting out the rest of the world, she and her husband founded the Bumblebee Foundation, which is this nonprofit organization that supports pediatric can- cancer families. You know, their story is heartbreaking, but it's also triumphant and it's all in just one breath. Oh my gosh, for sure. And we want to just thank you for joining us, Heather, to share your family story with us and how you and your beehive have are now supporting so many other kiddos in California and Idaho. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Sonia and Hillary, for having Bumblebee Foundation and for giving us the opportunity to share about who we are and what we do and why we do what we do. What a great, I mean, that's such a great place to start. So for our viewers and listeners, what is the why behind the foundation for, for the Bumblebee, the Bumblebee kiddos? The why was inspired by our son, Jaron, who just before his third birthday was diagnosed with a rare form of liver cancer called hepatoblastoma, a one in a million diagnosis, as you had had mentioned, a rare diagnosis. And Jaron fought for 18 months before ultimately taking his last breath at age four and a half. So while Jason and I witnessed our son going through cancer treatment and obviously the whole entire family was affected by this. I was a stay at home mom. We had another infant son at home, uh, Vincent, who was only eight months old at the time. And then Jason was trying to hold down a job while I was at the hospital with Jaron. And we saw so many families come and go that did not have the same support that we had. Uh, There was one particular kiddo who had an aunt that would come and park in the 15 minute parking so she wouldn't have to pay for parking to drop off food or something for this kid. And that was a common occurrence. And we had the support of our family and friends and community at home helping take care of Vincent while we were gone, helping stock our fridge and do our laundry for us. Um, So we knew that we needed to establish Bumblebee Foundation in memory of Jaren to help other kids going through the same thing that we had gone through. I'm really celebrating. I mean, there's this courage here because, and I'm curious about the time frame because so many of, I'm not going to generalize, but where we just want to retreat. This is yeah. so, so painful. Can I just yeah. crawl into my, my, my corner and just stay there? And um, do you, I don't even know if you know this, but do you know what it, what did it take for you to be external? I mean, to even look around and say, I, we can do something, we can contribute, we can create belonging. A, a few things that happened there. Um, Jason and I knew that Jaron's life was not in vain. Um, Jason and I knew that even though Jaron was only going to walk this earth for four and a half years, that um, we truly felt honored to have been chosen to be his parents. 
like what an incredible honor if he was only going to be here for four and a half years to to be entrusted with that gift of that life um we did retreat for a little bit after he passed because obviously it was one of the deepest darkest moments in our lives and our family of four now family of three had been separated constantly for the last 18 months while jaron was fighting and so the three of us took a trip we went away for about a month and while we were gone uh, reconnecting now as a family of three and deciding what our next steps were going to be and what we were going to do um, we were followed constantly by bumblebees just random sightings we were in hawaii and we would be in the ocean in the middle of the ocean and a bumblebee would float by we were in the little kiddie pool at the place that we were staying for no joke eight hours at least vincent was in the water and there was a bee on the side and you know people walking around barefoot and people think bee oh my gosh get it away splashed it with water it wouldn't move the bumblebee stayed the whole entire time the second we got out of the pool to to go back the bumblebee flew away and then later that evening Hillary's heard this story before, but I'm, I'm, I'm already crying because I love you so much. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. So, so later that evening, Jason put on Transformers for Vincent because Transformers was one of Jaron's favorites and he loved, loved, loved Bumblebee. And if you're not familiar with Transformers, he's one of the Autobots who are the good guys. And there's a scene in the movie where the leader of the Autobots, Optimus Prime, is introducing the Autobots to the main character, Sam, and he turns and he says, you already know your guardian Bumblebee. Mm. And I've never experienced time standing still until that moment when we'd watched a movie that we had watched probably no less than a hundred times, Jason and I both, it, it resonated, it rang like through the place that we were staying. And we both said, that's it, it's Bumblebee Foundation. That is, that is the name of the organization and that is what we are going to be doing. And then when we returned home from our trip, you know, we needed a logo and, and not everything is always positive when associated with bees, they're sweet and, and um, but they also sting, you know, kind of like life. It has its moments where it's so sweet, but it's also so hard. So we wanted kind of a whimsical, child-friendly logo. And we were trying to figure out what we were going to do. And I was going through some of Jaren's things and I came across something that he had done when he was two in a mommy and me class where I literally had traced his hands that became the wings of our logo. So Jaren actually created our logo. So everything truly was meant to be. And, you know, uh, if you dig a little bit deeper about bee behavior, you know, I think from a superficial level, you think of these individual bees going out to work, you know, and you, you see them as individual bees. But when they come back to the hive, there is such a, the, the behavior of the, the link of the team, of the belonging, and even there's a, photos of them hanging on to each other to create a bridge. I mean, it, have you seen that? It's incredibly powerful. Everything has been so symbolic. I, <laughs> those that are around me know that, that I receive a lot of signs, a lot of signs and everything you just said, the whole premise of the beehive, the fact that Jaren created the logo before any of that, like, I firmly believe that there is 
a patchwork quilt being woven throughout everyone's life. And for me right now, it doesn't make sense, but one day it's going to make sense when I get to see it from the other side and how everything is just woven together. And right now from this side, maybe it's ugly, you know, because it, I can't see the full picture, but one day I will. And, oh, wow, that is so incredible. That is so remarkable. I see all of that now. Oh. I, I have to, so for those of you who are watching, if you're not watching, you can't see it, but like I'm sobbing <laughs> and part of it is, sorry, <laughs> if you meet Heather in person, she shows up in so much light and faith mm. and joy. I can never figure that out <laughs> because, because, and I've told her before, I'm like, man, you are, you are this mentor for me in looking to how do you, how do you day to day? Um, because, I mean, we've talked about, we have shared in common, um, just, you know, the origin story of trauma. I was very fortunate that I, we didn't lose Breck, but I remember talking to you and sharing with you that um, it was, I, while I was in the burn community for a while, there came a point where I just I needed to move on because I couldn't stay there anymore. And what amazes me, and again, this is this decided heart effect, is that you just are able with your beehive, because I know you have Amy and your husband, I know you have so many amazing people that are also around you supporting you, but you, you don't, you turn towards it you don't turn away from it. And again, you just, you walk into a room and you immediately look for who can I, who can I give positive energy to? How can I lift this person? Your, your humor, your laughter, your joy. Um, and so that's, I just wanted to explain for people who are watching it is she, you're just a remarkable person, Heather. Well, you know what? First of all, thank you. Thank you. But I, I truly, it's not me. It is not me. It is my husband and I have a strong faith and that is where that comes from. Because if when people are hit with something hard, you know, life is hard no matter what. And everything, everyone has a story, you know, everyone's story is different. But the one thing we have in common is we all have a choice. And we all have a choice to choose the perspective that we're going to look at the card that we've been dealt with. Uh, one of the stories, one of the things that I think about is a time when I was at Jaron and we were at clinic and he was fairly new diagnosed. And so we were there and we were waiting for his turn and he was doing pretty good because he had just started chemo. You know, you start off quote unquote healthy when you start chemo it doesn't quite hit as hard the first couple of times until you go on but anyway so jaren was going to be receiving chemo and there was a mama there with a son and all of a sudden they're screaming and she's yelling at him that he's attached he's attached well what is happening and, and we didn't know and jaren and i were a little bit afraid this little boy is running down the hall and they had already um, started his, his IV and, you know, he was attached to his port in his chest to the IV pole and he's running, pulling this pole with 
the, his port and his line. Wow. And Jaren looked at me and I looked at him. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so scary. Well, I saw her the next time. And the next time I saw this mama, she was with a teenage son and her cancer kiddo. The teenage son was blind. He, I later learned he had hydrocephalus. He was in a, he was frail and she was pushing him in a child's umbrella stroller. So not only did she have her cancer kiddo that she was dealing with, she also had a teenage son who needed her full-time 100% attention and care. And I literally became thankful in that moment because even though my son had cancer, this mama had way more on her plate than I had. So if you just shift your perspective, somebody always has it worse. Somebody is going through something worse than you are going through. It doesn't matter where you are at your point in life. Somebody has it worse. Wow. Well, I, one thing that I, um, I truly am hearing something so different too is uh, the sense of purple, purposeness in your children. Um, because when something, you know, when we hear about stories like this, you know, we're really focused on the adults that raised and supported this child. Um, but what you've done is you were so purposeful in, in two things, making sure, sure that Jaren was, you, you know, there was purpose. He is the center. He is the power of all this. But also Vincent. Because, you know, you think with the younger ones, like, oh, honey, this is too young for you to deal. It's so hurtful. You know, let's not, dad and I will work through this. But you, you, you pull in the children to say, you have purpose here, no matter what. And, mm -hmm. and I know on a daily basis, you highlight the families and the children and the sense of, of gift that they bring. Um, do you, do you know exactly how that came about? Um, or was it just that calling that, you know, they shall not, they shall not be just a memory, but every day they're living in spirit. My kiddo or our bumblebee kiddos. Are you, are you asking? I'm, not, about I'm particularly like, you know, with, with, for, for you and your family, Yaren, mm -hmm. and then the, the trip with, you know, the three mm -hmm. of you mm -hmm. really working together to say, what are our next steps? Not just the adults will work out the next steps of this foundation, but you pulled in, you know, your- We've always been, um, you know, people react differently to grief. Um, as you had mentioned, Jason and I, we lost our firstborn also, Corinne, she was three days old. She was born premature. Um, I feel like Corinne kind of paved the way for what was to come. She kind of set me back on a path that uh, Jason and I needed to be on for our marriage. Uh, we had waited quite a long time to start a family and then we had infertility issues and then we had Corinne and, and lost Corinne. Um, so we were not at a good point in our marriage, but I feel like Corinne really helped us turn the course and shift focus to be prepared for what was to come with Jaren. Um, Jason and I have been always very open and honest about our journey because i feel like if somebody else could learn from what we've been through then it should be shared uh, we talk about jaren and corinne with vincent and now natalia natalia is an another one of the gifts to come out of um what we've endured in fact it was so sweet i went to a parent teacher conference yesterday with natalia and she had done something on her 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 paper 
and she had four little for little insects. All my kiddos are insects. So Corinne was my ladybug. Jaren obviously was my bee. Vincent is my dragonfly and Natalia is my butterfly. And you know, the whole metamorphosis and um, pushing through the cocoon, like everything symbolic about a butterfly, you know, that's my Natalia. And on her paper, she had all four, all four insects, all four kiddos, you know, she has a brother here and she knows that she's got a brother and sister waiting for her. So we, we talk about it all the time you know others choose not to uh, it's too painful and i get that i i get that that's one of the things i love about you is you show up not with judgment you know with with just pure acceptance with where people are and i know you must run into that so much too and i i have i have two thoughts really that are going through my mind one kind of goes back to your perspective and I, I was reading a book this morning and it was talking about today's stressors and cortisol and how you know, cortisol was meant for us to be able to survive in those moments of fight or flight. And yet how we've stacked our lives now. So that cortisol is going off all the time. We're stressed, 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 stressed. Mm. And so when we're stressed, 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 we aren't looking out to see how we can be of service. And so just as you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking about how we truly are meant to belong to one another. We truly are meant to lift one another and we can't we have to be able to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. so that we can do that. We have to look and say with a perspective that says, Hey, there are people out there that need us and need us to show up. So maybe I don't need to schedule 15 things today. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can back off some of those things. So I have some reserves to give to others. <laughs> a, a chance to just be honestly, a chance to just be, you know, what, Jared reminded me I'm type A person and everything usually has a place and there's an order and all of that good stuff that comes along with the type A personality. But it also, he taught me that sometimes I just need to be because these little things can wait. And I have a hard time. I mean, it's been... 10 almost november 1st will be 11 years since we last held him breathed him in hugged him kissed him you know and that's really that's really hard to believe but in the busyness sometimes i still have to remind myself just be you know natalia's nine she wants to snuggle right now yeah that stuff can wait like put the phone down oh that struggle that's a that's a good struggle <laughs> put the phone down <laughs> Right. Oh my gosh. Well, and you show up in such big ways for your Bumblebee kiddos. Can you share a little bit with our audience about the work that Bumblebee Foundation does and also how they can get involved? Sure, absolutely. So Bumblebee Foundation, we have over 370 active families, pediatric cancer families throughout the state of California. We recently uh, moved to Idaho and so that we can expand our services in California into the state of Idaho. And we're very excited about doing that as well. We have six different programs, the biggest being our patient aid program, which supports families with financial things, you know, utility payments, car payments, um, parking passes and, and meal vouchers for the hospital. Anything that is literally going to make the journey just easier if momentarily for the family that's what our patient aid program exists for so that is our biggest our biggest program and then we have two adoption type programs one during the holidays and one in the spring where we adopt families and parents get a um, gift cards to help out and gas card and then each child 
receives gifts from their wish list. So that's a really fun way for people to be able to get involved. A lot of times when volunteers come to Bumblebee, they want to be the hands-on, they want to be with the kids, and that's not always possible. However, with the adoption programs, they are given the, the opportunity to get in on a more personal level and work closer with the families. Um, obviously, deliveries, you know, we have to be COVID safe in mind during these times right now. So uh, meeting the families where they're at and making sure that the families are safe and, and that our volunteers are safe too. So those are, are three of our, um, our programs. We also have a, a program called B-Day where we send out uh, personalized handwritten birthday cards to our kids and they, they get a gift card. Uh, Kelly's Wagons, named after one of our Bumblebee kiddos, her dad actually personally hand delivers wagons no. to families that are local and allows them to take their things back and forth from home to the hospital. So, wow, there's I, there's just so much love and generosity and compassion, and you know, I, I the uh, the sense of crisis, you know, with your the patient care program. Um, you know, I know that you've shared a little bit about what you've witnessed um, and those who don't have that luxury or privilege of support. And I can't, I just, knowing that you can contribute to during a time of crisis where they can just really focus on love for their child. Mm. It's just so dang powerful. And, um, mm. it, you know, this foundation is truly just life-changing. And, and I'm sure with the 300 plus families, you probably will have these families for a lifetime, right? Mm. Um, our kiddos, you know, it's so crazy is that we have kiddos in their 20s now. Oh, wow. Because, you cool. know, um, we so Bubblebee supports kiddos who are 18 and under that come to us with a diagnosis. But a lot of our, our leukemia kiddos, you know, usually typically it's two to three years that they're in treatment. So if a kiddo comes to us when they're 17, 18, you know, we we've sent out a few B-Day cards where they're 21, 22. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is so crazy. Well, and that's, there's that beehive that, you know, where I saw like 50 bees hanging on to each other, building that bridge. I mean, that's what the, the Bumblebee Foundation has created is one bee at a time that's going to just expand uh, beyond Idaho and California. Um, how can they reach you? How can our listeners and viewers help? With the best so our, our website, bumblebeefoundation.org, we're on social media. Um, <laughs> the TikTok thing's a little bit brand new for... Uh, <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving <laughs> it. Got up to the high school intern, but um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, they can find us at Bumblebee Foundation there. The other thing that I wanted to stress too is that we say, and Sony, you keep alluding to the the bridge, which is so true. That is our, our, there's such strength in numbers, but we say that it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a beehive to raise a child with cancer. Mm. And that beehive, that strength comes from those people that allow us to be the hands and feet because we could not do this. We could not be supporting these families and doing these things for these families without the support of those within our beehive. And a lot of people say, well, I don't have anything to give. I don't have anything to give. But literally, we have people that do 5 and $10 a month recurring donations. It's like one Starbucks, mm -hmm. you know, or the way it's going, it's maybe one Starbucks is $10. But, you know, 10 bucks a month, that adds up. That's 12 parking passes a year. That's 12 meal vouchers a year, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, 
our website, bumblebeefoundation.org, and it's easy to set that up if, if that is what is on someone's heart. We have volunteer opportunities. Like I said, you know, we need busy bees for our holiday adoptions that are coming up. In fact, signups sign are on our website right now, and people can get involved at whatever level they so feel inclined. So we try to meet our volunteers where they're at so that we can get our kiddos the support that they need. Before I, I know I'm going to hand off to let, to let Sonia close things up, but Heather, I just, I have this image in my hand, in my head, when you were talking about, I'm going to see if I can get through without crying. I didn't expect to be this emotional. I knew I'd be a little emotional. You're making me cry. I know, sorry. <laughs> I think I miss you too. I mean, I, think I do. I, yeah. Um, but I have this picture, you were talking about the hands and feet, you know, people who are helping are the hands and feet. And I have this picture of you being, you being the heart of it with, with Jaren kind of like sitting there on your shoulder. And um, thank you for being the heart of, of this foundation. Mm. I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> close us out. So, I, I, guess <laughs> out. I just, maybe a pause is good just to be. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another week of the DH Effect. We hope you have found something that inspires you, that brings to heart something that you can take action for in your life. And perhaps it's maybe just reaching out to the Bumblebee Foundation. Check out our website at thedheffect.com to see our brand new store, uh, social media links, and all the links to our podcast. Until next time, may you find the courage to live with a decided heart anchored by identity, trust, and belonging. Thank you. Yeah.